Welcome to The Secret Life of Entrepreneurs. Stay tuned to meet today's guest and hear their story of what makes them tick, what drives them to succeed, and their role in growing a thriving business community. The Secret Life of Entrepreneurs chronicles the success and secrets of locally owned businesses and owners. Listen in live as we discuss their secrets and learn how they are making a positive impact in their community. You're listening to your host, Bart McGrath, business leader, entrepreneur, and founder of the Get Found on Google program. Let's get started. Our guest today, as I mentioned, is Kim Zakharak from Stone's Throw Coffee Collective. And Stone's Throw is a staple in Regina. So she's going to tell us all about her adventure. Kim, welcome. Thank you. So tell us a little bit about yourself and Stone's Throw. How long have you owned Stone's Throw and, and how did you get into coffee? Okay. Um, personally, I'm almost 53. I've uh, started off in the corporate world. So ended up um, the last 10 years of my of my career was spent with government, with provincial government, ended up um, taking a leave in 2013, uh, taking a personal leave. I had a job that I loved when I left. I was leading a team of uh, human resource professionals with the ministries of justice and corrections. Mm -hmm. So ended up taking a leave. Uh, I was just tired, needed a break, you know, sort of that uh, regular story and ended up um, after about a year, I was taking a year and a couple of months break, they called me to come back early. Oh. And I just wasn't ready. And then I questioned myself as to would I be ready in a couple of months? Would I be ready in six months? The answer was no. I think I was just looking for something different. All the way along, I'll backtrack a little bit, coffee had always been in my game plan right from the time uh, of, uh, you know, starting a family and traveling and all of that. I had always been interested in coffee, but more from a community perspective. Mm -hmm. So much more from going into new communities when we were camping and traveling. The coffee house was always, to me, where people gathered and where people um, uh, talked about their day, where they shared what was going on, uh, where they knew about uh, everybody else and sort of what was important to the sort of the pulse of the community. Sure. So that was something that I was always interested in. So at the time that I declined to to go back, then I was kind of in a holy heck, what am I going to do now, right? <laughs> and so I decided at that point to, uh, I had lived by Stone's Throw and it had been in my community for years. Uh, Stone's Throw has been around since 1995, so almost will it be 25 years next year. Okay. So I called up the owner of Stone's Throw and said, I don't want to be rude, um, I don't want to be too odd, but I'm very interested in if you decide it's time to sell, give me a ring and maybe we can chat. So to my surprise, they wanted to talk the next day. Oh, <laughs> okay. It was uh, that was in the back of their head someplace. Absolutely, wasn't it? absolutely. Oh wow! So they hadn't uh, they hadn't actually uh, hit the marketplace yet. They hadn't been public about it. But talk about kismet, right? Yeah. And, and needing to happen. So that was really a put your money where your mouth was time for me. Mm -hmm. um, and so we met the next day and went into conversations over the next two or three months about um, me taking over the. Um, the, the sale of Stone's Throw. Oh, so it happened quickly then it, too. It did. A couple of months for buying a business is, that's fast. Yeah, so I think we started talking, I want to say April or May, and I, I 
bought it and bought the assets and, mm-hmm. and everything, took over the name, changed it to the collective. That was, uh, and then I took it over in October. And and just basically, we transitioned overnight. They left on a Sunday. I opened the doors on a Monday. I transitioned with the staff and, and everything. Mm-hmm. So it was a good example of, I remember signing the, the documents in the lawyer's office and thinking, what the hell have I done, <laughs> honestly? <laughs> I was I was pretty nauseous because there was a lot of money going down, right? Yeah. And um and I wasn't a chef, I wasn't a um a coffee like a coffee snob. I loved coffee. Okay, I was gonna say so you weren't a coffee connoisseur no. either. You probably knew a good cup of coffee from a bad. Absolutely, but, but okay. But my heart was more in community. Mm-hmm. So so my heart was in you know building a community collective, right? Uh, building a place where where people could continue to come and, you know, have that as their gathering spot. So sure. that's that's why I wanted the, you know, the the coffee house. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so anyway, it was um it was really sort of a, you know, I don't want to use the word come to Jesus and offend any, you know, re- religious folks out there, but it was really for me it was really a um this is what you've wanted. This is what you've mm-hmm. talked about, um, you know, in your head and with family for years and years. Yeah. And so much so that I, I remember emailing a few friends after the point and saying, you're not going to believe what I did. And they said, you bought Stone's Throw. Like they just, some of them just it knew. didn't even surprise them. Didn't it just even, totally fit And I didn't even plan. have to say that, you oh, know, wow. I've, I'm not going back from my leave or anything. It's just, you know, this is what, this is what I've done. Wow. So, yeah. So that was uh, five years ago. It'll be almost five years in, in October. Okay. So, so it was quite a change from, you know, the corporate world, mm-hmm. but uh, certainly not one that I regret. Okay. And, uh, so uh, let me ask this question. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've asked this of others too. Uh, can you think of one thing that, yeah, you know what, I do miss that from the corporate world, and then one thing that I wouldn't change it for anything? Okay. Um, I, I would say the one thing that I do miss is sort of the, the problem solving mm-hmm. and the intellectual problems uh, of the corporate sure. world. Because they're, they're quite different. Now, I certainly have my share of problems mm-hmm. in, in the coffee house, right? Yes. You, you do in, in any any job um, and it, certainly any business. But what I miss is the the type of work that I did with government as as tiring as it was sometimes in dealing with uh, labor relations and and different sort of situations that were really long, large, and complex, they were also very fulfilling when you made strides and made a difference in people's life and in in government world and changes to policy, changes to procedure, streamlining um, different things that had a wide-ranging impact. So I, I miss that, and I miss the conversations, the mm-hmm. real deep intellectual, don't want to say change the world conversations, but really... Um, I've always loved healthy debate, yes. and and so I, I miss that really, that breadth and depth of the conversations and the people there, and so I that's one thing that I, I would like to sort of inject back into my life a little bit, and mm-hmm. maybe it's through I talk about consulting on the side, okay. and um, people say, and how are you going to fit that in? How are you going to consult on the side with a seven day a week business? I so, wondered that too as yeah. soon as you said that. I'm like, how should you do that? What? Yeah, exactly. In those five hours that I normally sleep, you know. I could do some consulting. That's about the <laughs> truth, too. It's like, yeah. oh, I'll just give up another hour of sleep. Yeah. I'm down to three now. Absolutely. And then the one thing that I wouldn't change or the one thing that I wouldn't give up now is is your second question. You know, I think just the people. If I think of, um, it, it's certainly not, not the money. I'm not in uh, business ownership and certainly coffee shop ownership for, for the millions that I'm going to make. Mm-hmm. Um, and perhaps... 
perhaps I'm doing it wrong. Perhaps I can make millions in the coffee business and, and I've got a lot to learn. I don't know. But the reason that I bought the coffee house and the reason that I'm still in it is because of the people, because yes. of the community connection, because of being that place where people feel like they belong, where mm-hmm. they can come and maybe maybe sit alone, but feel part of something bigger feel right. like they matter, you know? Yeah. And so I, that's the one thing that I just wouldn't change. The connections with people every day and just seeing the looks on people's faces. We've seen, when I say we, the, the staff and I have seen, for example, students come in, first-year university students, who are obviously um, scared, even petrified. Oh, you know, you sure. see that they're... And you watch the you watch the transition, their parents leaving, mm-hmm. and they're... Um, uh, they're sad. They sit alone at a table, and they'll come in the next day or the next weekend or what have you, and they ask for something to eat, and they sit and they kind of look around. And then you'll notice in a couple of weeks maybe they're smiling, and then maybe mm-hmm. a couple of weeks later they're coming in with a friend, and then oh you ask God. them about their you know their midterms, and they're going okay. And so you watch them blossom. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking from there is one young lady that I know the first time in she went to the washroom and threw up, <gasps> you know, and and her eyes were just so teary. And I was mm-hmm. there before I moved from a small town to the city to go to university and hated it with a passion you know absolutely with passion so you see that growth in people Mm -hmm. we've had um older just regular customers from the community that have been very forthcoming about changes in their life you know and why they keep on and why the coffee shop is a comforting place to them Mm -hmm. for example i had one person come in and um, you know i said hey how's it going they said fine fine and then they said no actually not my sister passed away last night and and I felt really honored that they shared that with me, you know, and we didn't go into a belabored conversation, mm-hmm. but I just, I thanked them for sharing. I said, I was glad that they came to see us today, yeah. you know, that they felt it was a warm enough place that they could come out of their house, come and have their regular cup of coffee, read the paper, and that it was that place to them. Exactly. So, it's somewhat of a second home then. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so that's what I wouldn't change was just the people, mm-hmm. the, you know, and my staff and all of that. So. And yeah. isn't it interesting? Because often in the corporate world, we talk about the people make all the difference. And yet in an organization like yours now, um, it's not just the people you work with. It's the people you work with. It's the people you serve. And in fact, it's the people who become a part of your life, yeah. even if they're not close friends. Yes, they're for still sure. a part of your life. You're used to seeing Sally on Tuesdays. Yeah. And in fact, if you don't see Sally on Tuesday, you probably worry a little bit. We, we do. Yeah. And we've teased some of them that we have to have like almost a, um, like a texting program. You know, yes. if you're going to be away for any longer than two weeks, you know, please let us know. You know, because we worry. We don't know if you're on holidays or if something drastic has happened, you mm-hmm. know. And if you're just changing coffee shops, that's okay. You know, and just let us okay know. that's okay, too. <laughs> that would be yeah. hard conversation. <laughs> exactly. Mm, yeah. Yeah. There's something I don't like, but yeah. <laughs> But, you know, if someone ever felt comfortable enough to have that conversation with you, the value in that kind of feedback would be huge. Like I said, healthy debate and knowing, you know, knowing what people want and Mm -hmm. and what we can what we can do to, you know, meet people's needs. Exactly. So when I think about the last five years and I think about coffee, coffee has almost become a culture in and of itself. Right. We have really developed a coffee culture here in Regina. Can you, has that impacted you? And I suspect maybe positively because everybody loves to sit and go and have coffee now. Um, what, what kind of impact has that had on you guys? You know, I would say for the most 
positively because we've managed to to stay competitive and mm-hmm. and Stones Throw certainly does have um, you know a long-standing reputation in the community having been around for so long. Mm-hmm. I've tracked I don't want to say informally because I've, I've tried to keep a pretty close eye on the on the community and and different coffee shops that have opened. Okay. So in the time that I've owned Stones Throw which has been you know just under five years we've had um, at the least I've counted 16 independent coffee shops mm-hmm. and I'm not talking you know bakeries or you know cafes I'm talking coffee shops okay open just in the area of um, uh, Dudney so sort of downtown and south mm-hmm. and those are just independently so I'm not talking mm. about the Good Earths or the Tim Hortons or right, you know McDonald's. Those are all franchises. E- exactly and, and there has been a number of those as well mm-hmm. so and certainly if you think about the um, the people growth of Regina it hasn't been tracking that that no. fast right so there has been an incredible growth so we've managed to hold our own um, mm-hmm. this year we've certainly seen a little bit of a downturn okay. and um, and I'm pretty open about that for mm-hmm. anybody that asks I you know I don't think there's anything to hide I never want to be one of those individuals or entrepreneurs that, oh, things have been glorious, and because it has been a tough economic couple of years right. for right. businesses in Regina. Mm-hmm. But I think, um, I think that there's enough, um, enough room at the end. There's a big enough pie for, yes. for a lot of us, and I like to really think collaboratively. Mm-hmm. I always have, and it's hard sometimes, you know, when you see another shop popping up, and we're all human. Yes. So, so, you know, I clench a little bit and go, okay. You know, um, I know who they are. I know they're good at, you know, donuts. I, I know they're great mm-hmm. at this. I know they have a good reputation for this. How am I going to, you know, maintain competition? And, right. and how am I going to have people still coming to, to my place? Mm-hmm. But it's certainly been, um, been an increase. What I think it says about our community in Regina is that people are interested in getting out there and talking to one another. Because that's what I think at its heart, a coffee shop has always been. Mm -hmm. You know, think about the old speakeasies, the old, you know, and people went to see what was going on in their community, right? Mm -hmm. So I'd like to think that it talks about Regina in a positive way. That's right. That people are, excuse me, that people are still interested in that and getting out there and connecting with people. You know, it's, it's interesting. So my husband and I have been... Okay, I'm not going to be able to put my finger on the married number. We've been together for 18 years. <laughs> That's bad. Mm-hmm. Oh, goodness. Anyway, we've been together for 18 years. And um, 18 years ago, if you went for coffee, it was probably to Tim Hortons. Yeah. And in fact, I think Stone's Throw may have existed back then. Yeah. Do you remember when it opened originally? It was 1995. Okay. Yeah. So, so yes. yeah, and it's, Stone's Throw was one of the original three sort of independent coffee shops in those first sort of early to mid nineties. Ah, there was Stone's Throw, uh, okay. Roca Jacks downtown, the original one yes, on Scar I Street, Roca Jacks, and then Thirteenth Avenue Coffee House. So okay. those were sort of the original three independents in Regina. Yes. Yeah. And Roca Jacks is now on Thirteenth as well, but. But it's a little bit different. It's you know, I don't. Yes, and something. I don't know if Roca Jacks is. So I think it's Bobby's actually now. It was on. Go. Yes, it yes. was on Thirteenth, and then they turned into Bobby's, and they then Roca Jacks was just roasting, and I don't mm-hmm. believe they're roasting anymore at all. Ah. So I, I don't think so anyway, unless they're doing it so quietly that I'm not aware of. No, mm-hmm. and I don't pretend to know everything about everything, everything but exactly. I try to track what's going on. I don't think they're roasting anymore. No, you might get a comment. Yeah, we are. What yeah, the, no what the hell, Kim? Exactly. Oh, sorry. Probably shouldn't swear. <laughs> um, so what I was going to say is 18 years ago, if we went for coffee, there was only, you know, a couple of a places that you could even choose from. And my husband 
absolutely loves the coffee culture. In fact, he may even be uh, listening on 91.3 FM CJTR today because I talked to him just just as I was coming and he asked who the guest was and I told him and, oh, that would be a good one to listen to, he says. Like, oh, so some of mine aren't good to listen to, dear. But I choose to look at this positively. Um, And so he loves the coffee culture to the point that the rest of us in the house are actually kind of tired of, oh, let's go for coffee. Okay. Because he likes to do it so much. Yeah. And it's like, no, I don't want to get out of bed yet and put my clothes on. And, you know, like I, it's the weekend. I want to relax. Let's go for coffee at 11 o'clock. Not at 7 o'clock just because the the kids are up. Right? Yeah. Right? So it's interesting just to watch how that influences people and you know, how it really starts to to play a role in yeah. our everyday. Well, and I think what else is happening in the community is that there's so many people. Um, so it's not just about coffee. It, it's I like to think it's about the gathering, you mm-hmm. know, and, and as we become more, you know, technologically and digitally driven, sure. that people are looking for ways to connect with people. And mm-hmm. I think at our base level as as humans, we do want to connect face-to-face and voice-to-voice. So even if we're, you know, an introvert or someone that doesn't have a lot of friends, you can still sit in a coffee shop and not be alone. Mm -hmm. And that's what I've talked to a lot of our customers about. You know, they said it's a place where I can come and still feel part of something, but not have to put myself out there or, you know, really engage with people. I can smile at someone. I can say hello. I can say, are you done with that magazine? You Mm -hmm. know, can I grab that part of the paper? I can talk to the barista. So it's sort of a safe place to, you know, meander out. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then we also have a lot of people that are working from home or a lot of people that are, you know, home-based entrepreneurs. Freelancers. Exactly. Yes, exactly. And they're looking for places to work, Mm -hmm. right? So they don't always want to work that eight hours a day from home. So that's really increased the desire of people coming to coffee shops. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people will serve coffee shops, you know. They'll work half a day here, half a day there. Ah. So we see those same regular patrons come in. Uh, And then, so then you also need to be, um, you know, certainly wired, you know, have Mm Wi-Fi access. We have such a slow Wi-Fi that we struggle with day to day because we don't have fiber in our coffee shop. Oh, And, well, I shouldn't say we don't have fiber in our area. So we try to explain to customers that we have the same Wi-Fi, probably less than what you have at home. You know, Mm -hmm. say your grandma might have better Wi-Fi than us. We kind of joke around. You know, so we have the best we can. But if you have, you know, six, seven people in there, you know, doing whatever they're doing on their Mm -hmm. computers, it's only as good as it can be. You know? Isn't that interesting? You would think that the university would have been one of the first areas that they would put fiber yes. simply because of the demands that, you know, all those laptops within the university are going to have. Absolutely. Well, and we just live literally two minutes from Stone's Throw. Yeah. So it's been in, you know, it's been the coffee shop that I've gone to mm-hmm. for years and we have fiber in our area, but it hasn't yet reached just that oh. little area yet. So we'll, we'll get there, but well, and so it's there's that aspect too. That's we, um, driving it. We used to live in Whitmore Park. And so we moved from Whitmore Park into Lakeview. Yeah. And we moved right when Lakeview got fiber, but Whitmore Park didn't have it yet. And I had some lengthy conversations with Sastel because they kept telling me it wasn't available for my area. Yeah, yeah. And I kept saying, yes, but your records are incorrect. We live in Lakeview now. Oh, it went back and forth. And I actually ended up speaking to a vice president yeah. and saying, all I want is fiber because I know it's in my area. <laughs> I just want that. That's all I want. That's all I want. I need yeah. internet. I would love that at our coffee house. Yeah, it's, oh, it's crazy. Oh, what a difference but, yeah. it would make. Mm-hmm. But then on the other hand, I would. I have also thought about having an unwired coffee house, you know, being that one oh. place where people go and, you know, talk, play games, that sort of thing. But I'm also very conscious of the fact that 
what I like to do is not what everybody likes to do. You That's know? Right. And a lot of people who even enjoy reading have their books on their Kobos or their iPads or that sort of thing. So I don't want to place judgment on, on people who wire up, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I do love it when, you know, you see a group of people around our community table. We've got a large community table yes, that sits yeah. eight. And so when we see a large group around there that are, you know, playing chess or a board game or what have you, or where you see mixed people sitting there, you know, from two different groups, and then they start to chat a little bit. You know, that's what mm-hmm. really, that's what fills me. You well, know? And, and that's community. So, yeah, right? absolutely. That's community. That's what it's all about. Okay, so you've gone from the corporate job into um, retail ownership, yeah. I would call it, right? It's a coffee house, but it's still retail. Yeah. Um, what does a, a day look like? As you said, it's seven days a week and you guys are open, what, 12, 16-hour days yeah. sometimes. So what does a day look like for you? always a bit different, but Mm -hmm. I do try to set myself a pattern. Um, So we're open seven days a week. Monday through Friday, we're open till 10 o'clock at night. And then Saturday, Sunday, we're open until six. Mm -hmm. So I've learned over the past five years, I've learned a lot of lessons, but but one of the ones is that I can't work all those hours. No, please don't. Um, Yes. And uh, so a typical day for me is... I, the, the staff and I, I kind of joke about, I call it work work. So I try to only limit myself to two or three shifts per week, meaning active shifts where mm-hmm. I'm on barista or in the kitchen or that sort of thing. Because when, when I'm on an actual shift, that's what I try to focus on doing is being on a shift. And, and you're busy enough that there's no time for, you know, I'm going to check my computer and reply to emails and do payroll and inventory no. and that sort of thing. So a typical day would, would be, you know, I'm usually up at 6.30. I hit the gym a couple of days a week. I also, even if I'm not uh, at the gym or on shift, mm-hmm. since we open at seven, I always just like to check to make sure staff are there, everything's fine, equipment's fine, because right. we have so much, you know, by way of fridges and freezers and coffee equipment and coolers and you name it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's always a potential for something to be down, right? right? So I just do a quick scan of my phone, you know. Mm-hmm. Got excellent staff, so I rarely have to worry about staff not being there. Mm-hmm. Um, even if they are sick, they always show up and open and then say, you know, I think I have to I got to get but, out of yeah, here. So I'm very, very grateful grateful that way. Mm -hmm. Usually what I try to do is the first couple of hours in the morning, I try to have for me, uh, meaning, you know, I'll try to center myself, do some Mm -hmm. of my personal things, um, reply to my own emails and whatnot. And then my day tends to be about, you know, 10 to 7 or 8. Okay. That way, when I get into, into Stone's Throw, I can see all my shifts. Mm-hmm. So because we have people that start at 6 in the morning and then I have uh, people that work until 10.30 at night, okay. I like to be able to see everybody. Exactly. So there was a time that I was doing the opening shifts and and working, you know, at 6 in the morning. Mm-hmm. And then all I would do is stay late. So I'd work at 6 and then right. I'd stay until, you know, sometimes 5, 6, 7, which exactly. didn't turn out to be very healthy. No, not <laughs> at all. And uh, And then I... You know, I would see all the staff, but I, I could only maintain that for, for a while. Mm-hmm. So I try to only put in, I don't want to say only, but I try to <laughs> try to put in, you know, a nine, ten hour day. I somehow have mm-hmm. the belief in my head that because I'm a business owner, because I'm an entrepreneur, that I need to work more than the regular amount of hours. Isn't mm-hmm. that crazy? But it's there, right? But it's because you like it. Oh, I do. When I you do. like what you do. Eight hours isn't enough. True. Like it's you're still having fun at yeah. eight hours, even if eight hours started at five and six in the morning. Yeah, and you talk to a lot of business owners that are like that, right? Mm-hmm. They love what they do, and and so you can see how that gets slippery, right? You yes. know, my my husband's an engineer and works from home, and 
and so when when I come home and I'm like, I know I would have been home, you know, at six, or I know I should have been home at six. He's like, I I know, but you know, you love it, and mm-hmm. you know, if it was hopping, you know, the place was hopping, I put an extra hand or two, or you know, what have you. So. Exactly, and it would be hard <clears throat> to to walk out. The shop is busy. Your staff are busy. Oh, you walk uh, away. Yeah, no, right. there's there are some times where you know where I've been running myself a bit ragged where I have to you know I know that I'm not effective anymore but for the most part I stay Mm -hmm. so so in the days that I don't work um, a shift I'll still be in the coffee shop um, you know working on emails inventory payroll marketing relationships you know because I find a lot of our building a lot of our um, you know customer base does come from you know word of mouth and and our social media marketing and and that sort of thing and then there's always the food and drink development trying to stay fresh excuse me, fresh and on top of things. Mm -hmm. I always try to take Sundays off. That's my one day that's off, off. Okay. Um, And staff are really good about, you know, they'll only call if there's, you know, an emergency. If they really need need me. I always say, call me if you need me, Mm -hmm. but need me if you're going to call me. Don't call me about something little, right? Right, exactly. So, So they know that. And then I do try to take another day during the week as well to myself. So, mm-hmm. but that's always slippery, right? I'm always popping yeah. into emails and you're getting calls and, and whatnot. But I've, I've become pretty good about managing that mm-hmm. and not going overboard. Um, and then after I wrap up at, you know, six or six or seven, um, mm-hmm. I come home and I try not to touch it anymore. Okay. Um, whether it's you're going, I, I take salsa lessons, so I'm, oh, I'm doing some you. dancing. Are I you used, doing that with Cindy? I am. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She came, yeah, she came a couple of weeks ago. Um, I used to take salsa lessons and I loved it. And so, and it's just so happy. Like, how can you not be happy dancing to Latin music? Exactly. Really? So, so I do that. Um, I do some ORT, some obstacle race training right now. So ah. I'm doing that in the evening. Um, now, is that with the, whatever gym you go that's to? That's with level 10. Yeah. Level 10. Yeah. Okay. So getting mm-hmm. ready to do a Spartan race in in, uh, in Vegas. So I'm trying to, you know, trying to, rec- trying to reclaim some of my fitness that I lost mm-hmm. the first few years of, you know, business ownership. <laughs> I hear you loud <laughs> yeah. and clear. Yeah, absolutely. So, so that's what a typical day is for me. But the day itself can be anything from um, being a barista or working in the kitchen or fixing equipment. Yesterday, I had one of our grinders apart that, you know, and then probably for two or three hours, and I just, I, I finally got it back together. Mm-hmm. But it, did you have pieces left over? No, I didn't. Oh, <laughs> excellent! I'm calling you next yeah. time. So it could be anything from that to, um, you know, making food in the kitchen or, you know. Wi-Fi issues or, you know, equipment having gone down or, you know, you'll get a call out of the blue, which you're not prepared for, but it's an excellent opportunity to partner with someone. Mm -hmm. So it's really a lot of it is on your feet and thinking as you're going. You know, there's rarely a um, rarely a day that goes as planned. Exactly. (laughs) Yep. The days are just flying by. They do. Kim, believe it or not, we have um, about two minutes left. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> I told you this would be the fastest half hour oh, of your for life. sure. So can you share with everybody who's watching or listening, um, where are you located and how can they find you okay. on social media and things like that? We are uh, Kitty Corner from the university in, in Regina. So we're at 1101 Kramer Boulevard. We're um, in behind the McDonald's. I hate to say that because that's you know one of those one of those entrepreneurial and chain things but that's the easiest way to find us on on social media we're on facebook we're on instagram we're on twitter as well and we have a a pretty active page on on all of those we're open seven days a week 
Um, we open at 7 o'clock during the week, Monday to Friday. We're open at uh, 8 o'clock, Saturday, Sunday. People can call us and pre-order as well. So we're not on skip the dishes, but we tell people that, you know, if you're running late and you want to pop in and grab your latte, call us. We'll have it made for you. You can just pop in and pay. And, uh, you know, we'll even, we'll even run it out to you if you're nice. But, exactly. Yeah, so we can do that. Awesome. Well, that is wonderful. Thank you so much for being with me here today. This was, was just such a, a, a warm conversation. I'm glad. Right? And it I was... didn't even have coffee with me. <laughs> yes, she did. <laughs> she didn't skip the coffee. And that's okay, because I'd be up till midnight. Uh, okay, so this brings me to the end of our February shows. Uh, Sherry will be back with you next week. Um, and I will be back on March 6th with Terry Dunant from Queen City Homes. And... Uh, as most people know, I think kind of that February, March time period uh, tends to really pick up in the real estate market. So Terry's going to join us uh, just to talk a little bit about what's happening in Regina's real estate market and give us a few pointers if anybody is thinking about selling. We are out of time. I'd like to thank you for joining us today on The Secret Life of Entrepreneurs. As always, if you'd like to be a guest on the show, please email me at barb at googlegirl.ca or reach out on Facebook and Instagram at Above the Fold CA. Just a reminder, you can even submit questions in advance of the live show uh, on any of our social media channels. I'm your host, Barb McGrath, local business owner, digital marketer, and Google girl. Remember, you worked hard for your success. Don't keep it a secret. Bye for now.